Want to learn about food, fitness, fad diets, and much more? Listen to Is That All You're Eating? With Matt Foster and Cat Folks every Friday for debates and discussion on your lifestyle choices. Hi guys, my name is Cat, and we're here today with Matt Foster to discuss the first episode of Is That All You're Eating? Today we're talking about fad diets and do they really work like we want them to? Around 50% of us diet every year and a quarter of us diet several times a year. Yet, if these diets were working, then why are we still using them? So Matt, I'll ask you the question, have you ever been on a diet? I think we've all been on a diet at some point. In the past, like, I used to eat chicken and rice, which were quite bland. And then I used to go and snack on Five Guys because I deprived myself of all the things that I love, which is food. Yeah, well, I think the thing about it is it's sort of like a, it's a quick fix. I think you think of things like juice diets, um, you will lose weight short term if you're just drinking liquid for, I don't know, like a week or two. Obviously, you're going to lose weight, but your body goes into starvation mode. So I think you just go on. I think for me, it's about giving the uh, body the nutrients to actually function as well as like lose weight as well. Because like being able to get out of bed on a morning, being able to get up is pivotal for me. Yeah, because you're quite into your fitness. I mean, have you ever struggled with your weight? I mean, in the past, like, I used to suffer from body body dysmorphia where I used to think that I was fatter than I actually was. Um, but, yeah, my weight does affect me sometimes, yeah. Um, I suppose, did you ever go on any specific diets, though? Like, or was it just, I'm going to start eating less? Because I know for a lot of people, it's the case of, I'm going to just cut down on certain things I'm going to cut out carbs or I'm going to cut out dairy or something I think for me it was like it was not necessarily just cutting out stuff but it was eating like more salads more of the stuff that I think is good for me but actually depriving myself of like sugary things sweet things and also fattening things which I think is really really bad for you if you cut out all those nutrients um, yeah, so what actually worked for you then? So what I'm on at the minute, which is actually working, it's the best diet that I've ever been on. It's called intuitive eating. So when I want shit food, or sorry, I'm on the radio. I can't really say that. But anyway, um, when I want food that's not good for me, allowing myself to have that means that I'm able to stick on my diet like 90% of the time. What are you doing at the minute? Tell tell us a bit more, Kat. Yeah, because obviously I've lost quite a bit of weight. Um, but I've heard of intuitive eating and I think it is the right thing to do because you're not cutting out any nutrients. And I think for people listening, I mean, go and explain what intuitive eating is. So intuitive eating is where you eat until you feel full, but also it's not depriving yourself from sugar and stuff like that. It's allowing yourself to diverge from that diet a little bit as well. So having some flavour in there, but just getting the portions right, so eating till you're full, but not bloated. So you're not cutting anything out, because I know a lot of people, when they do want to lose weight, they'll reduce the amount of sugar they're intaking. Is it just reducing certain things, or is it cu- you're not cutting out anything, um, or are you eating what you want all the time? I'm eating pretty much what I want, but it's it's sort of like looking at the quality of food, so what I'm eating and how much of it that I'm eating. So if I eat a lot of veg, I can still get fat. 
But can you, though? Because I know there's no evidence to suggest that just eating vegetables actually makes you gain weight. Um, Like, as you said, you sort of eat what you want, uh, but then you sort of contradicted yourself and said that you also watch what you eat. So if you're eating what you want, then surely you won't have to calorie count or watch what you're eating. Explain more into that. I think for me, it's about getting the balance right. So not eating too much of the stuff that's bad for you, but not eating too little of the stuff that's bad for you. Getting the balance right between the two. Yeah. Um, so do you calorie count at all? or? I've calorie counted in the past, but I don't find it beneficial because I used to actually stress about calorie counting. Have I got the gram of protein that I need? It's not really necessary, I think. As long as you're healthy, as long as you're functioning, and as long as you're not losing weight rapidly. But I know for a lot of people, as a statistics, like only ten percent, around ten percent of people know how many calories they're eating. And I think, as the nation sort of does get bigger in terms of size, which is nothing wrong with it, it's just for health implications. Um, a lot of people aren't actually aware of the amount they're eating. So how do you think that can be resolved? If you're just going on this intuitive eating diet that you're suggesting, then at what point do you know when to stop? Because a lot of people don't know. So a way that I'd actually stop that is I'd send pictures of my food to like a friend or something because that makes you more accountable for what you're eating. If you're eating something bad and you take a picture of your friend and send it to your friend, there, it's more likely you're more likely to feel at count for the things that you are eating. But wouldn't you think that that's obsessive behaviour if you are having to send pictures to a friend every time I say if I was wanting to lose weight and every time I had a meal I was going to send a picture to my friend? Um, do you not think that's obsessive? And you know what's the point where it becomes from? losing weight to where it becomes an obsession because you know I know you said about you don't calorie count um because you will get too into it but at the same time you sending pictures to friends could be seen as obsessive by some people I think it's about getting the balance right it's like everything if you do things like out of proportion then it's going to be bad for you like if you eat too much of something it's going to be bad for you but I think it's about getting the balance right, being aware of what you're eating and learning that sort of food hygiene in a way. So sitting down at the dinner table rather than eating at your desk and stuff like that um, can actually make you more aware of the things that you're eating. Yeah, um, I know. I completely agree with what you're saying. I know for me, when I was losing weight, calorie counting does help a lot. Um, just because it makes me aware of what I'm eating. And I know you said you don't because you come obsessed with it. Um, and it's the same with me. It could be seen as obsessive. However, I know myself that, not all the time, but if I don't normally, I will go back to eating certain certain foods. And in excess, I mean. I think for me, like one of the things that I often see is People are constantly reliant on the scales. The scales don't really tell you much about what's going on. They don't tell you your body fat percentage. And I've got some body fat scales at home, but I don't think they're 100% accurate. It should be used as a measure to see if you're on the right track, but not be reliant on. Yeah. Um, 
So if intuitive eating works for you, would you suggest it for other people? I'd definitely say um, try with a couple of different methods and see what works for you personally because diet's very individual, like people like different things and what have you. Yeah, because obviously intuitive eating is what, for what you're saying, I'm going to take it as it's not calorie counting, it's not cutting out certain foods, but just eating them all in moderation. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I think that's what's worked for me, but I do calorie count in order to not eat in excess. I think sometimes calorie counting can be quite useful, but it's all about not becoming obsessed by it, using it as a tool to make you aware of what you're eating, like the amounts of stuff that you're eating, but don't become obsessed by it. Now, what do you think of diets like juicing diet? We'll go with that one first. Um, I think you're starving your body of all the vital nutrients that like you need, like your brain needs fats and stuff to actually function. Um, so one thing that I'd recommend if you want to make some sort of change with your diet is that you do things gradual, like say change one thing in your meal and just do that over time and then them small changes will add up to something big eventually. What do you think? No, I agree with you on that term because that's what's worked for me is just gradually cutting out things because I started it with I'm going to cut down on how much dairy I'm eating and that for a bit turned into no dairy and cut down on how much meat I'm eating and I haven't eaten meat for a long time now. Um, but then it's to the po- it got to the point, of, well, at one point where I was just cutting out things all the time but when I stopped doing that I ended up actually putting on more weight um, and I think that was because I was depriving myself of certain nutrients for quite a long time. So you do go into eating excess. And I think things like the juice diet is that happens as well. You'll deprive yourself of everything you need and you will end up putting on weight. I've seen it time and time again when like a lot of people go on these diets and then a couple of weeks later, they're starting to diet again because it hasn't worked. They've binged, they've ate stuff that, like they've ate in excess uh, because they've been deprived of the food that they actually want. Yeah, I think um, we won't go too into that because it's more on the eating disorder sort of thing. Um, But obviously with diets, people do use them time and time again, especially fat diets. Um, What about keto? Have you ever used that? No, what's that? Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so you're basically cutting out pretty much all carbs from your diet. I think that's fine to an extent, um, but you do need carbohydrates. And I think when people are on keto, they don't know what every carbohydrate is. They class, I don't know, they see only pasta and bread as carbohydrates when really things like smoothie bowls are incredibly high in in carbohydrates, which is seen as quite healthy, even though they're really high in sugar. And things like that can actually make you put on weight. I definitely say to people, it's the types of carbs that you're eating. If you're eating like refined sugars, that's going to be really bad for you. But if you're eating some rice or something, it's not going to be as bad for you. I think like there's often this misconception that people think cutting out carbs, you can't lose weight without carbs, well, having carbs. Um, And I think it's important that you maintain having carbs because that's what ultimately gives you the energy. 
I think it's the same when people are trying to put on weight as well, especially with muscle. Um, and I know a lot of friends, especially girls, who when they do go to the gym, or you know, they'll be doing squats like over and over again, and they'll be wondering why nothing's working and why they're not building any muscle. And I think diet is a huge part of it because you can only put on muscle mass if you are eating enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, the way that I've learned, and this is how you should put on muscle, is by eating in a surplus to eat those extra calories so that you can put on muscle because otherwise you're burning off more than you actually eating. Yeah, um, so what? obviously there's a lot of different sort of diet companies out there who can or say they can help people. And I think what's really interesting on my half when I did lose the weight, almost every single person I've who's sort of seen me since I have lost the weight has said, how did you lose the weight? And I think that's really, really interesting um, only because they expect it to be some sort of magic pill or some sort of like magic that I've done. Um, whereas all I've done is just stop eating as much and done more exercise. Um, and obviously there's things like Weight Watchers out there. What do you think of that? I think some of those diets are a fad as well. Like my mum, she was she swore by the Weight Watchers diet and then the diet starts every Monday. So there you go. It just doesn't work. No, and obviously things like diet pills. Um, there's a lot of companies, you know, like um, teas. Um, go on. I think with diet pills, like I just try and do things naturally because your body wasn't designed to take a pill to lose weight. Your body lost weight if it had to like chase something to catch some food or whatever in the in the wild. Yeah, I think a lot of it, the obsession with people have with losing weight is just to do with diet culture. And a lot of the stuff is to do with what we see in the media. Um, I don't think that diet pills do work. I mean... I know people have used them and they've ended up putting on weight again and it's the same as the fad diets we were on about earlier, like juicing diet. Um, it's short-term fix. Yeah, I'd definitely say that. I think with diets, there are short-term fix for people, something that can be done really, really easily. I'd say actually losing weight is more of a lifestyle choice. Like It's okay losing weight, but if you put weight on afterwards, well, what's the point in the diet to start with? There's no exact point in it yeah um what kind of diet do you have because i know you're quite into your fitness um and i know you eat quite well do you want to explain that i know you do intuitive eating but there will be certain food foods you'll eat more than others anything you can explain that so generally speaking like i have quite a mixed diet because um you want to sort of make your plate as colorful as possible so get as much veg in there but it's also looking at the types of carbs, so like swapping white rice for brown rice some days, mixing up the carbs as well. So are you having like butternut squash? Are you having some other things as well that are often high in nutritional value? But one thing that I've also started doing is mixing some dark chocolate in there. Like people go, oh, chocolate's really, really bad for you. But dark chocolate has got so many benefits So for you like, your mental health, your brain, like your heart, your blood. It's got so many benefits, so treat yourself every once in a while. Yeah, I think, I mean, I love dark chocolate, but I think um, one of the issues is a lot of people don't like certain foods. So 
for people trying to lose weight, um, things like dark chocolate, a lot of people don't like. Same as, I don't know, red meat. That's a big one and people just don't like it. I definitely say, like, find something that works for you. Like, if you can make food healthy and taste amazing as well, like, you're going to stick on it a lot longer, like, than any of these fad diets, chicken and rice, the typical bodybuilding one, and, like, some of the other ones that just don't work because they're not sustainable. You can sustain them for a short period of time, but you want to change, like, your lifestyle for good. Yeah, um, I think we'll go off topic a little bit, but you want about people changing their lifestyle and things like that. But obviously we are in the midst of a recession um, and there are a lot of people who are economically disadvantaged and either can't afford them or say they can't afford healthier food choices. What do you think about that? I think there's, um, we've actually worked out that it's um, affordable to eat healthy. It's just a matter of, like when you're going out and stuff, are you thinking about eating healthy or are you just thinking about something that's quick and convenient? Kat, I think you had a little bit more to say on that. No, um, I think there are healthier choices. I mean, say if you're going to get a ready meal, obviously fruit and veg is a lot cheaper. I think the misconception is when people see, I don't know, a bag of apples or a pound um, and a ready meal is pound fifty. Obviously, that's a full meal, they say, and there's a bag of apples. But what if you buy a bag of onions for 50p, a bag of carrots for 30p, some tin tomatoes for 25p? You know, overall, you'll probably get five or six meals out of it rather than just a ready meal. So it's really about um, the cost in the long term rather than just what you're eating for dinner tonight. I think people have got to look beyond the cost as well. So look... You might be living a better quality of life, better like long-term survival prospects, better at everything you do, better productivity and and things like that, rather than just looking at, oh, well, it's costing me X, Y or Z amount of money. Well, see, I disagree with you because there are certain people who can't afford to do that. I think especially in sort of certain areas of the country, um, you think about, at the moment, we're at the highest rate of children living under the breadline because parents can't afford to feed their children nutritious food or even three meals a day. So how would you get around that? Because obviously we're promoting healthy eating and, you know, we're both against fad diets, but there are certain people who, I don't know, a 25p pizza is going to fill them up a lot more than a bag of onions. I think it's um, like you can still lose weight, but it's like it's the quantities of things that you eat more than anything. Yeah, I think the biggest tip from me is even just if you have a market near you, um, that's really convenient. I, I mean, we don't round here, but um, if you have a big market going at the end of the day and getting cheap produce from there or even like directly from suppliers, you think of farms, you can go and get vegetables for a third of the price um, because a lot of it goes to waste. Um, I mean, you'd be contributing to sustainability then as well. But obviously, a lot of the veg in supermarkets isn't 
um, put on display because of the way it looks. Um, you can actually go directly to farms and buy the produce off them, and a lot of people don't know that. So if you do live in sort of a more rural area, that can actually be an option for a cheaper food. But um, I think for people in more urban areas, it is more of a problem um, because there isn't a lot of ways to eat healthier. What do you have on that? I think um, one thing for me is like, it's quite convenient to go to McDonald's, go to Five Guys. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging those names a lot. Well, those are my stereotypical like go-to options. Like when I'm like, I can't, there's, there doesn't look that much appetizing food in my fridge. Like I used to just go to Five Guys because it's convenient. It's like on the way home from work or whatever. Yeah, um, I do know what you mean. It's like, um, you know, you queue up for five guys, you're spending more money. I mean, a lot of people, I know I can't afford five guys in McDonald's on a regular basis, but I know a few people who can, especially uni students. Um, but I do agree with viewers and they'll be like, I don't have the time. But, you know, if you have an hour to watch TV, I'm sure you have 10 minutes to make some toast or some pasta or something. Um, it is costly as well. But going back on to topic, I do mean people who are completely disadvantaged and it's just they they can't afford to go to Five Guys, they can't afford to go to McDonald's. The cheapest option for them is buying pizza. Do you have any sort of suggestions of whether it's to do with consumer buying, as in how they can buy it cheaper or what supermarkets should be doing or government policy or anything? I think um, you can always go look at the redu reduced section in the supermarket. Like that's an, always an option. Um, I know my parents, they swear by Aldi because it's so cheap and affordable. And like we do all our shops at Aldi and I think it works out about something like £30 a week. Yeah, that is significantly cheap. But you think um, a family of four who are living below the poverty line have an average of £15 a week to feed a family of four. So, I mean, like, should they be changing government policy? What can schools be doing? Can your community help out? I think the government should be definitely doing a little bit more to actually help these people because the government's okay. Like, they're in, like, some place in the cloud somewhere, like, getting a nice diet by probably some chef somewhere down in London... I think these people need help because nutrition can, like I know from experience that it can affect a lot of aspects of your life. Like how, how well you are, how, how likely you are to do well in life, like stuff like performing in fitness, performing in like the work you do at uni, school, whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think the government can specifically be doing to help out? I think it's it's more about the education around food. So like teaching people about being able to healthy eat but affordable as well. Like being able to, when they go to like a fast food place or go to the local supermarket, picking up the better options. And there's there's always an affordable way that you can healthy eat. It's just a matter of, knowing what to eat and I think the government should be educating people a lot more on that like I know school school dinners have changed drastically over the years like when I was younger like they used to be really fattening and now they're starting to get healthier I don't think they're 100% healthy though so maybe the government could intervene a little bit in that 
I mean, no, I agree with you on school dinners. I think they are helping out a lot, but you're going about education in general. I mean, the a lot of kids don't get the option of what they eat. It's the parents who are feeding them, and that's one of the contribute one of the main contributors to obesity is what their parents are feeding the kids for childhood obesity. And you say educate them, but how are you going to educate the parents? Because most people have access to the internet now and all the nutrition is online. It's all on the NHS website. What do you mean by further educate? What I mean by further educating is like just sort of making them aware of like the quantities that they're eating and like the benefits to actually healthy eating, like how it can benefit them as a family, not just the, say, individual pupil or whatever. But where can they advertise that and how are they going to educate people? I know what you mean by educate. I just mean how are they actually going to implement that because there are a lot of challenges around that. Well, they they could do that on radio. They could do do a television programme. They could write in the newspaper or something, like just sort of talking around that sort of area. I mean, I agree with you to an extent, but as I said, all the nutritional advice is posted online and most people do have access to the internet now, especially in the UK. Um, Personally, I think a good idea would be, I mean, everybody's seen these food parcels that families have been sent recently with the low quality of food in for their children. And I think, obviously, they're on about going back to giving um, food benefits that's probably the wrong word for it but food benefits to families um and I think they should just up the amount they're getting but as long as it more obviously monitor that it is being spent on food but up the amount of money they are getting because I think one of the issues is the fact that people a lot of people are aware of sort of relatively what's healthy and relatively what's not most people think fruit and veg healthy sort of chocolate and I don't know pizza is not um, because you say educate people, but people from good economic backgrounds do have access to good food, and even if they choose not to, and that's what we talked about earlier in the podcast, is how they can make those choices. But the people who don't have enough money, um, I think government policy, as you said, sort of upping how many benefits and sort of doing food benefits for people. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'd I'd say it's like looking where the money's going. So, like, rather than helping out, say, leisure businesses at the minute with the the help out to eat out scheme, why not put that funding elsewhere into like food parcels or looking at healthier options for these disadvantaged families? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I mean, has your intuitive eating diet worked out for you then? I'm assuming it has. Well, like, since I started this thing, like, I haven't actually come off of it. So that's a sign to me that it's going in the right direction. But I also feel less lethargic. Like, on my past diet, which was five guys pretty much, a lot of the time when I was stressed with uni and, like, eating chocolate and stuff, like, I used to get to about three o'clock and feel like falling asleep. I mean, um, you know, would would you call that a diet, though? Or just sort of, do you mean as in, like, you were on a diet or is was that just what you ate? Well, I was on a diet, but then because I was depriving myself so much, like, I was like, I, I went off of it and actually started eating more of the food that, like, was bad for me. What diet were you on? 
So I was on this like strict diet where I'd, all I used to eat was chicken and rice and salads. And it was really bad for me because I used to feel hungry and then used to binge on stuff. No, I agree with you. I've tried several diets out and none of them have worked. And I think you end up putting on weight in the end because you do end up eating excess, especially if you think of people who limit the amount of calories they have during the week and then binge on the weekends. You probably don't end up losing any weight. Um, no, have you got anything else to say on that? No, I think you've covered everything. Yeah. So that's it for today then. And we'll have another podcast next week. Thanks for listening.